0: You're doing okay today then? Yeah. Yeah. How is work, man?
1: Uh, it's busy. Yeah? I do heat commercial industrial heating air conditioning, so there's really never a time we're not busy.
0: Right. It's always seasonal work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the work depends on the season, yeah.
1: Uh, to a point. It's yeah. uh it's cold it's been getting cold here lately, so suddenly everyone wants the heat on and now it's warm again, so to get air conditioning working again
0: yeah the last uh, several days uh, this week it's been like 65 degrees and then uh, today it's gone up to like 90 so that was a nice treat and uh, I forgot earlier I turned off the air as I was recording with Trek on the tube for for his show and the air was on kind of causing noise so I turned it off completely Uh, and then it was 77 in the house and I was like oh man my wife's (laughs) going to be so mad (laughs) So, um, well, uh, man, you you know, we're just going to talk about any old thing. So, um, you and I met via Twitter and uh, through Star Trek, and um, that's been it feels like forever now that I've seen your name in the timeline, your avatar.
1: Yeah, Um, I never never change it, I like my avatars. So,
0: that's a good one, it's a good one. Oh, you know, um, as I often Kathy often often chides me when I change my avatar because she says she can't recognize me anymore. So, you know, you kind of <laughs> you kind of end up uh, maybe not in a rut, but people recognize you. You know, I've heard tale of folks going to conventions with a picture of their Twitter avatar and and at on their you know like a lanyard, so people would know who they actually were.
1: <laughs> I, I might do that in April.
0: Yeah. Where you, oh, you got plans for April? What's that about?
1: Uh, the the uh, convention
0: in Chicago. Oh, right on, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be there. Um, my brother in law lives in Chicago, and so I am going to take advantage of his uh room and board nice. and then just take the train into the city for the con. So, no big deal.
1: Sounds good, It'll be pretty well, like exciting. Suburbs,
0: so. Oh, you're already out that way, huh? Yeah, it's, I do yeah, work that's
1: in Chicago a lot, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's where he uh he lives out in the suburbs. I can never remember the name of his little, little pace, place, it starts with a B. Um, We're going there in December, or not December, but uh, Thanksgiving week. He's getting married, so we're going to go check that out. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Hope you have a good time. Oh, it's always a good time to go to Chicago, man. I've never had a bad time in Chicago. Other than that time, I had to drive by Trump Tower. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I've had to walk by there many times. Yeah, it just gives you
0: an an easy feeling. (laughs) So... Well, Graham, how long have you um, how long have you known Star Trek? Uh,
1: uh, my first well, I remember my dad watching uh, one of the movies when I was a kid, and I didn't like it at the time. I think it was the Undiscovered Country, but, mm-hmm. like, um, but uh, I I liked it when I first saw the Next Generation, probably the day it first aired.
0: Oh, right on, right on. How old were you how old were you when you first saw the Next Gen? Uh, I was probably like seven. So not, not too much younger than me. You watched it when it premiered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was twelve, as many listeners have already heard several times. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, as you can imagine, uh, seeing um, Deanna and Beverly and uh, Tasha arrive on screen as a prepubescent twelve year old man, um, that was that was some that was some foundational stuff. Um, It was good stuff. It was good stuff. So were you hooked right away? Did it fascinate you?
1: Yeah, I I, I was a big Star Wars fan at the time, but uh, I didn't really know any other science fiction. That was kind of my first introduction to pretty much everything else that was out there.
0: Right, right. So speaking of Star Wars, I see multitudes of Lego set behind you Uh, all seem to have some sort of Star Wars theme. Uh, some of well, which I, uh, I, we also have in our house. <laughs> there's a, a
1: lot. There's a lot more on my. Oh yeah.
0: Ships are there. Some of my oh, random
1: autographs.
0: Is that the Shuttle Discovery? On yeah. top. Yeah, man, I've got that set too. It's fantastic. Yeah, I've got that and the Saturn V rocket. Yeah,
1: I didn't buy the Saturn V.
0: I'd still like to at some point. Oh, it's great. It's great. It, uh, it's, it intentionally has 1,969 pieces. Uh, <laughs> like, they, they did something along the lines of, like, count the brick separator as a piece to get there, but whatever. Uh, it's a great little piece of trivia. Um, and I also have the not actually, you know, scale-accurate playset version of the su- shuttle uh, crawler or uh, launch pad that they made, and I got that on sale before it was discontinued. Oh, and, uh, oh, yeah. And then they then they come along with the whole Mars thing. And there's like, oh, here's eight sets you've got no room for <laughs> Like It's you bastards. Uh, but I'm also just jealous of the amount of room my son has my oldest has in his room to store all his stuff. And I have like no room for my stuff. I'm just jealous. Uh, you know, we have the, uh, we have the UCS, you know, 8,500 plus piece Millennium Falcon. I say we, it's his, uh, but you know, I mean, I put in half. <laughs> That's cool. Never oh, mind God. the fact that we owed it to him.
1: <laughs> I actually got a bunch in the closet that I, uh, it's all still in the box. You don't have anywhere to put it. But.
0: I like boxed up and, and like disassembled or just, oh, not just from a move. It oh, right on sets that you've bought that just haven't broke out yet that's fair that's um yeah lego has been a big part of our life i can't really i think it was four when or the oldest was four when we brought lego into the house first time like actual lego set and it was uh anakin's y-wing tie fighter or not why i'm sorry y-wing bobber from uh clone wars and darth vader's tie fighter and we still have the y-wing he he Dis- disassembled the Darth Vader's TIE Fighter at some point and he can't put it all back together. He's super sad now, but I'm sorry the six-year-old self did a did you a, did you a disservice. It happens. It does, it does. How long have you been a fan of Lego?
1: Well honestly, uh it's only been a couple of years. I uh I I had to do uh for for work I had um I was part of a remodel of a Toys R Us. Oh nice. And there was a bunch of, uh, not boxes of Legos, but, like, the individual bags that come in the box. Mm-hmm. or just We just found them scattered all over the place. Like, there were some in the ceiling. There were some, all, like, behind stuff. And uh, just wow. over a couple of weeks, I collected them, and I wound up with, like, uh, at least one X-Wing. And, <laughs> I think the Resistance bomber from The Last Jedi.
0: Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. What uh, a cool story.
1: It was it was fun. I I hadn't done it since
0: I was a kid. See, that's where I'm I'm making up for. I never had Lego as a kid. I had some sort of other building block that wasn't you know Lego and wasn't compatible with Lego. But uh, I also had a whole lot of Lincoln Logs, which were actually pretty cool. I had that. Yeah, I loved Lincoln Log. You could build all kinds of stuff with that. <laughs> a lot of as fun as a
1: kid. I I could never afford the Lego pirate ship, and I always uh. Like when I was probably ten, I promised myself, you know, whenever one day I would be an adult, and I would afford it. Uh, yeah, it like two years ago, I bought it.
0: Nice, yeah. We have um, uh, Noah has the uh, uh, la- the latest Ninjago ship that uh, he he really likes that, and he also has the little Steamboat Willie <laughs> uh, <laughs> creations. Uh, uh, we got that at Disney World, so um, That's cool. yeah. Well, what else? Uh, what other than Star Trek? What else you like besides Star Wars? Uh, the Expanse
1: lately. I uh, I read the books right before the TV show came out.
0: Oh, nice! That was a nice surprise. Now, is the are the books a complete series already?
1: Uh, there's one more. There's one more book the authors are
0: releasing. Uh, it should come out in a few months. Okay, so they're not gonna Game of Thrones it.
1: No, <laughs> ironically, the the it, the two authors actually. Uh, know each other because of Game of Thrones they oh that's pretty
0: cool they met and created their own science fiction and that's pretty cool now I've got a lot of people uh, who talk about the expanse to, to me you know saying oh you gotta watch it uh, you'd really enjoy it and I've tried a couple times to start it um, and now I just need to make the effort to because I <clears throat> I figured out uh, when it t- comes to watching new shows uh, I'm I can't binge something I don't already know. So I have to sit and watch one or two at a time, absorb it, wait to see another one. Um, and that sort of thing, kind of like old school TV style. Uh, or, uh, I just, you know, I just zone out the ADHD right. kicks in and, and I, I don't have the time, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, that's, uh, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is your favorite part about the expanse as a story? I don't know. It's, uh, the,
1: the people, it's just, yeah, I really can't see. That's all right. People are
0: realistic. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the thing I've heard the most, that it feels like a future you can relate to.
1: Right. Like it it uh, still has the same political issues that we're, you know, we've been dealing with throughout history. That's the whole idea is whether we should take that to the stars or not.
0: Well, yeah, is that is that tribalism inherent in humanity? I think is probably the the core question with stuff like that. Yeah, right. And uh, it sounds like too that it's um, a lot like the Battlestar reboot uh, in that you know the science fiction is just the setting. It's not part. It's not the biggest part of the story. Right. Uh, Whereas something like Star Trek, it's the sci fi is the story. You know, this is just hey, this is how the world works where we are right now um and that's cool because it's different than what we know uh but that's not the focus of the story yeah i was
1: uh i I, I was talking to a guy last night that uh turns out he's a big deep space nine fan and that's almost how he described it he says it's 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 more about the people than what's actually going on around them
0: deep space nine yeah. Yeah, oh I've often said that uh you could take Deep Space 9 out of Star Trek and it's still every bit the story that it ever was. Uh Star Trek is just the background that Deep Space 9 is told in. Um right. and yeah, I mean, no, 100% agree with that because it is. That that story is uh humanistic. It's not science fiction, you know. Right. Um it, it's more mystical than it is science fiction anyway, you know, it would be deep space nine outside of star Trek would be called sci-fi fantasy, just like star Wars. Right. Just, just for the emissary aspect, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's just as much uh, room and love for uh, that kind of storytelling. In fact, I think, um, you know, I I probably, and you, we could argue too, that even, even as it currently is, uh, star Trek is somewhat fantastical, you know, Oh yeah. I mean yeah. yeah just Q alone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, we you know, let's start with episode episode numero uno for the next generation, right? It's uh Q shows up and he's like, "Oh, by the way, one of who knows how many uh a continuum of um omnipotent omniscient beings who aren't the god you think they are." But still, you know, it's yeah, it's a it's an outlandish idea, but we cannot even consider traveling through space on a mycelial network, that's absurd. Right. (laughs) I just have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Have fun with it. I mean, some people have forgotten how to be kids, man. Right. You know? And uh, like you mentioned, Toys R Us, uh, you know, they were right. I don't want to grow up. You know? (laughs) I got to do adult shit. I don't have to grow up right <laughs> you know and if you can manage to make the adult shit as close to fun as possible then it's really not too bad but you know that's that's the struggle right right <laughs> so um one thing uh you uh you and uh someone else you guys have quite the relationship that that started on Twitter right you and uh, barnacles oh, girlfriend
1: okay. yeah <laughs> yeah we met through uh actually we followed each other for a long time. I don't always recognize everyone I follow. She changed right. her name and avatar a lot. So, right. <laughs> I didn't necessarily recognize who I was talking to all the time. And, uh, yeah, just through like various, uh, various different people that we talked to. Some are Star Trek, some are more feminists. And we, I, we just started seeing each other comment on other more and
0: more stuff. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, and uh, you, were, you guys were able to to meet uh, meet a, uh, each other during a break in COVID before everything went to shit again. Right. Yeah,
1: that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, a couple times. She's, yeah, uh, she was just out here a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna go out to see her. In a couple weeks too.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, she'll be uh, either embarrassed or excited that we talked about her. Probably. Both. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to drag her onto the show at some point. Yeah, she probably does. Everyone says I'm not that interesting, and then you know, eventually they come on the show, and turns out people love them. So you know, there's a lot of excitement about people wanting to hear about you.
1: There's if, you a,
0: if you didn't see it,
1: I, I don't. I don't think I'm that interesting, but at the same time, like uh, everyone we talk to on Twitter is pretty like-minded in a lot of ways so it is yeah they are. it makes you interesting
0: yeah so um well what did you do like uh, what else did you do growing up did you uh what else did you enjoy to do i i don't
1: know i i uh i honestly didn't watch deep space nine until probably 15 years ago i tried watching it at the time but it was it was on at a weird time so i never really saw it
0: yeah
1: and uh it was only in the only episode I know I saw when it aired is the one with the aphasic virus.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, where they can no longer understand each other. Right. Oh but yeah, I that is. It's a bonkers episode.
1: That and uh, the ending of Voyager. I never saw the ending of Voyager until uh, about the same
0: time. 15 wow. Years ago. How did you? Uh, How did you get caught up? Like streaming Netflix.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, it was mostly Netflix
0: that uh, they uh, they are losing Star Trek right now unfortunately because they're all going to be on Paramount Plus I guess.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I signed up for that. I uh, I don't know. I've had I've, I've I've gotten too much bad advice about Star Trek from bad people. I didn't watch Enterprise when it aired because I, uh, a lot of people said that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the good Star Trek. It wasn't real Star Trek. I randomly watched it and uh, the first episode
0: I saw was the observer
1: effect. And I thought Mm -hmm. this is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's so enterprise at the time I watched, uh, you know, all new as Trek was, you know, deep space nine Voyager uh, enterprise come along. I I just kept watching and um, I really enjoyed enterprise just because it's always good to have star Trek. Right. Right. Um, And I would rather have it than not. And yeah, so, you know, the story, enterprise story is pretty well known. It, it seemingly struggled early on and found its stride and then got canceled. Um, and that's, you know, that's just its tragic story. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It caught a lot of crap, uh, early and, uh, folks just kind of dismissed it and what, <clears throat> What amuses me these days is the same cadre of people who dismissed it uh, back then, twenty years ago, uh, which was its debut yesterday. Happy, uh, happy anniversary to Star Trek Enterprise! Uh, but are the same people who uh, hold it up as an example of real Trek today, as compared to you know the stuff in current production? And it just you know the hypocrisy is is what that's all about, right? <laughs>
1: Right. And I, I, re, I remember it a little bit from when the next generation aired that, uh, you know, you were a Trekkie. If you liked the original show, you were a Trekker. If you liked TNG and like, and, and that's still the same argument just came up not long ago. Yeah. Uh,
0: and yeah, you know, uh, that's, I like to call myself and the people I talk to, I just call us all Trek fans, you know, that includes everybody and you can, you know, I'm a Trekkie, uh, it's all that to me that means everything, you know. Um, and uh, just like right now, um, do I like everything that's being made? I mean, I watch it all and I don't complain about it. Uh, and I don't like everything that those shows have done. But on the whole, I'm just happy to have Star Trek, you know. Oh, yeah. um, I've experienced Life Without Trek and I don't like it, <laughs> you know. <No. laughs> And uh, I don't want to do that again. It's a sad time, man. It's a bad time. It's like taking a bad trip. (laughs) What's even really real? So, uh, how how completist are you on Trek at the moment? Have you have you seen everything by now? No,
1: I haven't. I haven't seen the last um, probably four or five episodes of Lower Ducks at this point.
0: Oh, okay. So, but you know, as far as the eight hundred and some odd other hours of Star Trek, you've seen them.
1: I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the original
0: series. Yeah. Uh, That's I my like, least favorite these days.
1: I like the characters. I like most of the actors. And uh, I'm just... It's it's too dated for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: can't... I don't know.
1: It, it just it kind of pulls me out.
0: Yeah. Oh, like the, the, the aesthetic itself?
1: But I like I, I love seeing uh, Nimoy show off in the
0: other shows.
1: Like I, I like I like seeing them all in the mm-hmm. later tracks.
0: Right, like Deep Space Nine the only one he didn't get a face in yet. You know he's he even managed to make it into Discovery. Right, uh, in two in two different. Well, Spock you know Spock has several iterations in Discovery, but uh, uh, you know in Unification Part Three that which I really enjoyed that whole Mark and. Um, uh, I, I've always appreciated the uh, Spock Michael sibling dynamic. I'm, I'm a fan, but right. that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, um, and and the 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 stuff the good stuff in the original series is the foundational relationship between the you know the ultimate trio. Um, yeah. The line in the motion picture. Where disco bones shows up, you know, and he's complaining and giving, giving Kirk, you know, breaking his balls over and, and, and Kirk has to stop him and get his attention and look at him and say, bones, I need you. I need you. Like, and it isn't like, I need you to be my CMO. It's like the thing that you give me to make me a good captain. I need that. I need you to be the check against. you know what i'm going to the irrationality and then we get spock you know and and but you don't that doesn't land as heavy if you don't have some of the best stuff out of the original series um as far as the stories go which are which are just great and you know i think uh talking earlier uh, with with Trek on the tube with Sean on his show and Marcelo uh, was there as well. It was just great. It was a great conversation. We s- started talking about well the the topic was memes and Star Trek, but we went all over the place because it's Star Trek and that's what you do. Um, but uh, you know, we were talking about the opportunities that we have to maybe do season five and so on of Enterprise, but animated. You know, while we still have access to the actors, um, and and wouldn't it be cool? Uh, to go back and see a few of the old original series episodes, given the modern aesthetic and animation, that would be a fun thing, right? like I mean, we saw a little bit of it in the short trek with Efferman dot with an animated enterprise, but in the aesthetic of the time um but something I think an updated version of that would be a lot of fun, and as I told uh you know I mentioned over there, if you're not aware uh there's precedent for it uh with batman sixty six so there are two. Uh, canon episodes of uh, Batman that were produced in the last decade. Uh, but the way they did it was their cartoons. They're animated. Um, okay. And, but you know, it has Burt Ward and it has Adam West before he passed. And then the second one, it has two face played by Billy Shatz. So, you know, it all comes together. Right. So um, what do you think about that idea?
1: Oh, that's cool. It's uh yeah, I'm all for it, having fun with it in, in ways like that. And, uh, it, you'd be hard pressed to get the actors together now, and uh, even for Enterprise, because everyone's aged. Right. You know Except for Anthony Montgomery, he doesn't. Sort of
0: age. <laughs> he doesn't age at all. He'll, what is him and you know LeVar Burton? Uh, I think puts gray in his hair, so that we <laughs> think he's gotten older. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a whole thing. Um, it's just like how how ageless Nichelle Nichols has been, you know, even even now she still does not look the age that she is. She's she's very well, uh, very well taken care of herself, you know, and uh, it's it's But you're right. At some point we need to if we're going to do something like that, we need to do it, because as as we've heard in uh, their appearances in Lower Decks, the actors voices age. It's not just their appearance, their voice age is Data and Picard didn't sound like Data did when he was, you know, first season TNG and and Will and and Deanna, uh, you know, sound older. And, uh, you know, it's a little more noticeable in lower decks because they're presumably in the 20 odd year ago time frame, but you can still hear the age in their voice. Um, And so, yeah, there's a limited window to where it's going to kind of work, you know.
1: Right. But, but that window is much <laughs> wider for a
0: cartoon than it is for mm-hmm. live action. So. Absolutely, uh, you know, and that uh, and that's not saying that, you know, uh, but I, I think it would just be a fun a fun thing to see, you know, um, okay. give those stories um, updated and and even you know maybe a new take on uh, the the soundtrack, you know, the orchestra. Oh, yeah. Uh, and update some of that music because you know you don't want to you don't want to do away with the fight music because that's iconic, right? Yeah. Uh, the dun, 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 dun. How do you know if you're fighting the Gorn if you don't have that, right? <laughs> How do you know if if Spock thinks he kills Jim if you don't have that music? You don't. Right. You don't know, right? So, uh, well, speaking of animation, is there any kind? Of, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite animated uh, series or or franchise or property?
1: Oh. Uh- I'm pretty, uh, I like a lot of animated shows. Uh, Of all the Batman, Mm -hmm. I was like animated. I like Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Batman the Animated um, uh, is basically, it is the definitive Batman source now. I think even um, other than the early comics, where a lot of the Rose Gallery was established, Batman the Animated series made more foundational changes to the lore than any other iteration of Batman ever has. Um, And gave us two permanently great characters. Uh, You know, uh, Montoya and uh, Harley Quinn uh, came from that uh, property. Um, And as you said, uh, we got the one true Batman uh, in Kevin Conroy, who really didn't do voice acting when he stumbled into the role. And Mark Hamill, the greatest Joker ever. Sorry, Heath, but... I didn't, know he was the
1: jo- I didn't even know he was the voice until like probably 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it blows your mind. And then once you hear it, you can hear it in Mark's regular voice. But it, and and that's one of the reasons, you know, as he's aged, he's had to kind of step away from that role because affecting that is very hard on your vocal okay. cords, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, your kitty is absolutely lovely. She um,
1: loves
0: this is Esri. Esri, Esri
1: oh, uh, hi, Esri. Cute like Esri Dax. <laughs> is down here on the floor but Who is? Archer
0: Archer, oh funny, that's great I love that the pets' names are all Star Trek names um, we, Our cat is named Queso, which has no connection to Star Trek, other than I got this really cool picture of him one time that looks like he's doing the salute, <laughs> and then uh, Stevie Lee turned it into a cartoon of Captain Queso, the science officer so. Oh, that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, I have that uh, I have that little memory uh, Yeah, but oh, that's a lovely baby Oh, dex or uh, sit up
1: right here she won't stop either so.
0: oh yeah no i mean you got a cat when you when the chance when the chance the cat comes along you cat that's i mean i i craved the attention from my cat <laughs> he can be a little jerk sometimes uh, but we have we have our own love language you know we communicate it's fine it's fine um do you uh did you watch any anime growing up or do you have any anime that you that you like
1: no, I've uh, I've tried a couple of times. Uh, I, someone showed me some really really weird science fiction one once. It, I just have a hard time getting into it sometimes. But uh, yeah, like uh, I love the art. The art they do is so good for that. Mm-hmm. I just I just have a hard time getting into some of the stories.
0: That can be a little difficult. Um, you know my my love of anime uh, properties are, it's pretty it's pretty limited in scope and is definitely tied to my childhood because it's Voltron and it's Robotech and it's Speed Racer and those sort of things. And um, <clears throat> just this week uh, I received my Robotech Collector's Edition box set of the uh, show on Blu-ray, uh, and it included a uh, toy, <laughs> for lack of a better word, of the Valkyrie and Roy Falker, uh the pilot. So super excited. The Valkyrie transforms. So of course it's great. And um yeah, I mean that was that was like a was pretty big celebration. I was excited to get that from Funimation, if you're interested, you can check it out there and they'll download it. Not a sponsor of the show. So <laughs> uh, Battletech that was? Yeah, yeah. Battletech was the role playing game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I played I have a computer game yeah, yeah. Uh, not, same like similar
0: game. yeah similar vein you know uh, battle mechs are always cool uh, so do you did you do a lot of role playing or more video I've, gaming
1: i've never had um
0: i play rpg video games but
1: for like tabletop games i've yep. never really had the chance like,
0: oh man playing. have you now OK, well, I'll keep that in mind because, uh, you know, there's there's always uh, there's always a chance there's room at the d and DS 9 table. And I mean, you can't deny that that's one of the greatest names ever made. <laughs> <laughs> there's, hey, uh, uh,
1: there's a couple of Dungeons and Dragons YouTube channels I'll watch. Like, I, yeah, I've never played the game. I understand the concept and how it's played and they make some really fun, and entertaining videos.
0: Well, Dan, I'll uh, I got a link to one that you might enjoy. It's uh, near and dear to my heart because I'm in it. <laughs> Uh, yeah and that was last year was weird you know in a lot of ways Uh, um, I fell into uh, accomplishing several goals which were to start this you know this show do this show uh, talk to friends on the internet about Star Trek on a podcast and um, play D&D on the internet with friends and do a YouTube show and and turned around one day and I was like whoa oh that happened yeah it's pretty cool so, did you uh, did you stay busy during twenty twenty or did you have to go through lockdown?
1: I, I did, and I uh, was still really busy because uh, well, a lot of the places I, I do work at, you can't just shut down. So right, right, it still has to be maintained. So I, I stayed
0: pretty busy. Not a whole lot changed for you, huh? Well, yeah. That's uh, I wish that were the case for a lot of folks because now. As we try to get back to something, there's a lot of growing pains, you know. And um, <clears throat> I see that as, uh, you know, being in the retail environment, we we've been um, short-staffed uh, because you know, even even as well taken care of as we are, it's still for some folks it has to be better, you know. And right. uh, a lot of th- a lot of that, um, hopefully, a lot of good change will come from that. I'm hope I'm always hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> so well uh what do you what do you entertain yourself with these days besides the expanse and star trek is you know it's all catalog at this point besides uh lower decks
1: right uh i play, uh, play a lot of video games
0: yeah what's your big one right now
1: uh it's well i play mostly pc games i'm actually just uh kind of playing it's a not even a big game it's called turmoil you just dig for a while
0: yeah, <laughs> that is funny because um, my mid my middle child Drew he is a gamer. Uh, he loves playing games, but he's often playing like what look like eight bit platformers that are just like you know. And he's like, oh no, it's kind of like Zelda, and I just do this, and it, it's you know, or uh, Hollow Knight. That's the one he's loved for a long time, and that uh, that just tickles me that you know some of the biggest game like Minecraft for, of all right. things um you know you would con- you would consider that to be low-key graphics and you know something you could run in 93 maybe uh, it looks like a goosed up version of marathon <laughs> um but uh uh yeah it, it it's it's fascinating to see some of the popular most popular games right now look retro you know right yeah um do you retro game at all
1: uh somewhat yeah yeah uh me and uh me and my girlfriend actually we uh We'll
0: play like dr Mario occasionally heck yeah head to head tetris yeah that's the, that's the real test of a relationship you know <laughs> how well how well do you hold out in tetris is <laughs> she beats
1: me Dr Mario every time but yeah well you probably play, so. you might not
0: stand a chance in Tetris then no, <laughs> Well that's uh that's a lot of fun though. Like what, what did you what system did you have growing up? What was your first gaming system? Uh, the
1: first one I had that I remember was an Intellivision. Oh wow. We only had like three or four games for it. And uh it disappeared probably around the time I turned seven or so, so I don't know what happened to it or anything. Did you ever have a Nintendo? Yeah, I had a I had an NES, I had a Genesis, and an Atari Jaguar.
0: Yeah. Wow! Yeah, there's one for the one for the ages.
1: That was it until I bought my Switch a couple of years ago. Wow! So it was all PC games. Wow! What do you think of the Switch? I like it. It's, yeah. uh, I'm a bit impressed. I uh, part part of part of it is when I started uh, going with PC gaming. Uh, that was right when Doom first came out,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I can't play an FPS game on a controller now. Like
0: I can't do it. It's, it's all it's, keyboard, but uh, uh, a ASD, ASD, yeah. W, yeah. Yeah, give me yeah. a keyboard and mouse, and I'm perfectly fine. But be a wired mouse, answer. y'all. It's got to be wired. I learned this. <laughs> I <laughs> can't have that mouse latency. Mouse. Yeah, it just has to be low, super low latency, right? High right. resolution. Yeah.
1: Well, um, my mouse is wired now. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was one of the that was one of the requests was uh, a particular mouse and a particular mouse pad <laughs> right Right. and I was like oh I, I get it you know we gotta have we gotta have some level of of standard here you know right
1: I just uh, I bought the Switch because I kind of wanted to play like Mario and Zelda games
0: again. exactly yeah boy that's where they get us these days they hook us on nostalgia right right they tell you they tell you that uh, meth is a terrible drug but nostalgia is right up there <laughs> you know they'll get you money Um, they got some of mine yesterday as we went and saw the 35th anniversary edition of the Transformers, the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. I didn't see it in theaters when I was a kid. Um, for whatever reason, I didn't get to go. Uh, which, um, you know, was kind of a weird, uh, weird situation going into season three of the Transformers as, you know, a lot of it didn't make sense till I saw the movie. (laughs) And, um, uh, yeah, you know. I was telling my wife yesterday about how they completely misunderstood the market that they were targeting. And you don't go and kill off, you know, seven and eight year old kids toys. Like that's not how you do it. And, right. uh, Cause guess what? We, we wanted to buy, we wanted to buy them all. You didn't have to kill some of them to get us to buy the new ones. We were <laughs> going to buy the new ones anyway. Right. And it will we'll, like, there's 26 versions of Optimus Prime sitting on the shelf in my son's room because we will buy them all. that's um and that's that's where you know i don't that's where like sometimes these folks don't understand it's like who how do you not understand this fandom or at least i don't know maybe i don't understand the fandoms and i'm the one who's weird i don't know
1: Uh, they're getting better about it they are getting much better about it. Like, I'm really jealous of a lot of the toys that kids can buy nowadays.
0: Oh, they're great. Some of the show accurateness is uh, pretty fantastic. Well, and two, we're at a point in time where the people in charge of the things we love are their, our age. Right. You know, the people who are making Star Trek uh, are Gen Xers and have have grown up with it like we have. Uh, the people who um, you know are making all of the things Star Wars. You've got John Favreau and Dave Feige, uh, and they're basically in our age group doing those things because they get it like a fan gets it because they're a fan, you know. And they they know what they wanted to see from their childhood, and um, they're bringing that along with it. Not whereas like George told you what he wanted you to see, you know. Right. Um, and sometimes that was from the fans, and sometimes it was more, you know, well you know too bad this is what i want right so that uh, it's i'm just you know i'm always happy to have new content
1: oh yeah oh yeah absolutely whether i like it or not i'm just glad that they're they're doing something with it
0: do you keep up like with the mcu with what do you keep up with the mcu marvel uh
1: yeah i i mean i watch the movies I, I read X-Men comic books for a couple of years when I was a kid and I've tried as an adult and I I can't get into the comic books anymore.
0: Yeah. It's hard for me too.
1: I love the movies though. They, they're doing a really good job. I've seen starting with, um, probably the first Avengers movie. I think I've seen just about all of them in the theater.
0: Nice. Nice. Except for Black Widow. I didn't yeah. Know. I went ahead and bought it on, on iTunes to watch it, but, uh, Um, Instead of giving my money to Disney Plus, I bought it on iTunes. So hopefully ScarJo got a little bit of that cash. Uh, Right. You know, maybe a penny or two. (laughs) But uh, it was more principal than anything. I wanted to go see it in a theater uh, just because uh, I wanted to go see a movie, and that one felt like a good one to start with. Uh, Turns out uh, that wasn't the case, and it it ended up being Shang-Chi, which was fan-freaking-tastic. I want to see that one still. Oh, you haven't seen that one yet. Oh, man, you're in for a treat um and dear listeners if you haven't seen it go see it while you can because it's best on the big screen saw it at cinemark xd not a sponsor of the show um which was just you know it's big loud booming bright colors and um yeah it's it's probably one of the best looking marvel movies of all of them uh it's got brighter colors than a lot of them do the you know not too many muted tones um the cgi is next level it's like how how terrible the fight scenes on black panther at the end are are 180 degrees in this movie um and that is to, that isn't to take away from the work that those artists did on black panther they made the best thing that they could make in the time they were given um, right. Yeah, that 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 fight sequence is obviously the result of oh, can we do it this way? Two weeks before the movie was going to come out, so uh, no 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 disregard to to the people who made that film because, um, like I've often said, nobody shows up to do a bad job, you know. Oh yeah. Unless yes. you're trying to get fired. Unless you're Alex Kurtzman, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you like Lower Decks?
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it as much when it started, uh, but uh, I'm getting used to the humor. Yeah, I like it more and more as it goes
0: on. Yeah, it's it's kind of in, you know, um, I've never been a fan. Uh, I always laughed at, like, potty humor jokes because I felt like I was supposed to, you know, especially if it was, like, the peer pressure laugh, like, oh, I'm supposed to think that's funny. Uh, but I never really, you know, those aren't funny jokes to me. That's, like, I mean, it's literally potty humor. Um, and But this is not that... You know, it's not, I won't say it's highbrow potty humor. It's just good, sarc. it's just good satire. Right. Um, and the earlier episodes, like episode one and two were freaking insane, right? I mean, episode one is complete frenetic energy. Uh, and I was like, whoa, I don't know if I can do a whole season of this. This is, <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, and I'm old. Uh, but it, it smoothed out real quick. Um, and they ended up telling a story, you know? Uh, and some of that's carried into season two. So, do you remember the last episode of season two you saw? What the name was? Was it the Duplers? No. No, it wasn't the Duplers. It was,
1: was before that. Oh. Uh, I can't remember. Was that the packlets? uh and then there's, there's the
0: one where uh, the Ransom becomes the demigod. I think that was the first might episode. might have been it. Yeah.
1: That and, might
0: have been it. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of fun watching it. And uh, are you looking forward to Prodigy? You going to check that out? Yeah, yeah. Well, I always liked Janeway. I always thought she was a
1: great captain, a great, great actress to play the role. And uh,
0: it's a beautiful ship. I like seeing her come back. Yeah, I love the ship design. And I am yeah. a, I am a big uh, as as uh, uh, my friend John on Twitter, John Bloomfield, often says the the right way, the wrong way, and the Janeway. <laughs> and uh she'll get stuff done man you know
1: Although, Gotta... the same the same people who were telling me not to watch enterprise um the people on that message board they don't like Jane way they thought and uh it always bothered me to hear people saying that she's a bad captain because like she was in a bad situation she was doing the best she could. and Yeah. And I don't,
0: I don't buy that at all. I think Janeway is one of the, one of the better captains we've got for sure. Um, you know, and let's, let's take a moment and acknowledge too that, um, Actors can only do what they're given, and if characters are poorly written, they can only do the best that they can. Um, and not that Jane Way was poorly written, uh, but you know, as is the case with most uh, uh, female characters on Trek, uh, they're underutilized in the way that they could be most capable. Right. Right. And uh, but that that's also changing. <laughs> right. Uh, we are getting we're getting proper. Uh, Not only proper representation on the screen, but in the writer's room. Right. So, you know, that makes a difference. Turns out (laughs) being able to see yourself uh, in the story makes a big difference in the the way the stories can be told and the way people can identify themselves in those. You know, Uh, oftentimes uh, and you and I have never had to look for ourselves in the heroes. Right. All the heroes in the movies, most of the time they look like us. To some, you know, in a general way, they're white men uh, doing good and mostly American. Right. right. Uh, and um, and you can find yourself in those you know, stories, um, but you shouldn't have to look for yourself in a story. Right. Uh, other folks should be able right. to see themselves as readily as we do, um, because guess what? The natural world works like that. And the stories we watch, we want to feel grounded in the natural world. And so while, yeah, 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 it might bleed into the background when we're in the 24th century or whatever. Um, but we're not in the 24th century we're telling stories about a fictional 24th century. So they have to be rooted in our reality, which is the now. And Trek has always addressed the 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 problems of the now. Um Maybe maybe you can step aside with DS nine, but even then, that was that was uh, terroristic, uh, you know, uh, guerrilla warfare and had the consequences of that and occupation. And so, you know, there's a lot of uh, parallels to uh, you could draw with probably Vietnam and that and a whole other th- a lot of other things. So right. I think Trek hasn't always been this way. Um, you're wrong.
1: Right. It's, it's been there from the beginning. It's it's been a little more subtle, but. Uh
0: it's, and, and a lot of that's because it had to be, right? You know?
1: um,
0: right. We're in a place. We're in a place now. One, it's on. It's on pay television, which you know I, I would argue that it needs to be open to everyone because that's part of its legacy, and maybe we'll get there someday. Um, but it's also you know we tell stories differently now, and right. we know you know it's all about know better, do better, and when we've learned how to represent better, tell better stories and and you know take them to um a new re- a newer closer to realism place um why wouldn't you you know right and like you said it's the it's the storytelling and the aesthetic of the original series that that puts you off from it right right you know but that but, doesn't uh, yeah
1: I, I love the trials and tribulations episode of ds9 i love how so they great. how they worked it into there that. that was that was great
0: and, what's uh, yeah. fascinating about that is it still holds up if you go back and watch it it's you can't see the seams it's still flawless you right. know uh, however they they and I think it's because they kept it simple you know they didn't try to overdo it
1: I uh, I borderline uh, when they remastered the original series I borderline wanted to insert O'Brien <laughs> people
0: like that in the <laughs> or series. give us the option right have it have yeah. it be a branching option that would be pretty great.
1: Have it it be the same episode, just uh, you got O'Brien and Bashir walking by in
0: this scene. That would be so great. And, you know, um, and yeah, it would need to be something like where you could branch into it and choose not to watch it. But like they had the discs have the original effects on them. You can watch with the original special effects or the updated special effects. Um, And there's a lot of love in those original effects. You know, Uh, they they looked really good, even in the 80s, uh, because all of our TVs were crap. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: right, yeah, that's, that's all you had. So. Uh, I I, uh, I watched uh, I watched the premiere encounter at farpoint on uh, a 13 inch black and white TV that was sat in the window so that the antenna would work better, and uh, the picture was fuzzy and rolling, you know, yep. like like old TVs used to do. Uh, but that didn't matter. I was watching Star Trek.
1: You know? that's, that's how you had to do it. Yeah, I, uh, I watched a number of episodes on this like a six by six inch. It was, it was a color screen, but it was...
0: Like it was, the tiny little portable TVs?
1: Right. It's basically the size of a phone nowadays. So yeah.
0: <laughs> at low resolution, that was not ideal, but... Nope. Nope. It's like watching uh, watching videos on an old iPod, you know? It's like, yeah, it was cool at the time because it would work, but mm, dubious, <laughs> at, dubious at best. Right. <laughs> so uh, what's your favorite... Do you have a favorite Star Trek movie out of them? I know that's a terrible uh, question.
1: Probably honestly the first Kelvin
0: movie. Yeah. Uh, you like you fan I of really the Kelvin like, timeline? Yeah. Yeah, me too.
1: I like Generations too. That was uh that was the first Star Trek movie I saw in the theater. Oh,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you were a good age for that. There was uh, uh, a local discount theater. It was nice. like
1: two bucks and they they screened it for like a month, so I saw it like four times.
0: Nice. Yeah, I uh Bought tickets for all available showings on its premiere day and just basically stayed in the theater all day. Um, like, uh, I think it was three shows, and uh, that me and me and a group of friends basically were there the whole time. And I wore, we wore oversized toy, you know, Voyager com badges because that's what we could buy at the store. I was like eighteen or nineteen, nineteen probably, yeah, because ninety four, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, I mean, we're grown ass teenagers grown-ass men going into a Star Trek movie wearing our wearing our props and right. not being ashamed at all because you know screw you guys we're having fun um, yeah so the the first Kelvin movie do you um do you like uh, do you like Beyond
1: yeah I like them all I I think in the darkness they shouldn't have used Khan yeah <laughs> they should, yeah it just left him as John. John Harrison I think yep, yeah yeah just leave him as his own guy because he's
0: a great actor oh yeah yeah and it wouldn't have caused any trouble at all like it would have left all those questions out there because nobody you know um yeah we (laughs) it could have been just john harrison and that that's the that's probably the easiest story element to fix uh but beyond uh and and the first one but beyond um really feels like a landed movie like everybody was in their part everybody felt the role we knew these we knew these characters these this version of these characters and um and it's just a lot of fun to watch also the beastie boys save the universe you really, i mean come on your arguments are invalid <laughs> oh that was,
1: was fun yeah, yeah. i love the cast.
0: That's yeah. The, the and uh, you know, print. people won't complain about the motorcycle bits and all that. And yeah, that was that's ludicrous. But also it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek at its heart is ludicrous. It's absolute right. it's absolute nonsense.
1: <laughs> it's no worse than the buggy scene in Nemesis
0: or um, Oh yeah, which was just fun. Sometimes and right. the in the you know rock climbing scene in Star Trek five and um right. you know the the entire uh movie of the voyage home. <laughs> <laughs> was was one long joke you know what? and also space whales uh but yeah uh it's uh it's always in the moment I love that man i've I've met someone uh and maybe more than a couple people whose introduction to Star Trek were the Kelvin movies uh was was going to see you know 2009 in the theater um, which I find fascinating because um it it, it what an interesting entry point. And then going back to what came before and, you know, or do you, or do you just stay, you know, it's, it's up to you as a Trek fan, what you do and don't want to consume. And uh, more people should understand that uh, because if you don't like it, you don't have to tell me you don't like it. <laughs> I'm cool. Not knowing. It's fine. You know? Uh, but if you, you or, you know, Hey, just say, Oh, I don't enjoy that. And we can move on. You know, you don't have to hate it. You can say, I don't enjoy that. It doesn't have to be some deep seated, you know, uh, philosophical conundrum.
1: All oh, right, I uh, <laughs> I love the aliens movies, but I don't like Resurrection. So yeah,
0: yeah, I just don't
1: talk about it. I don't
0: watch it. And, yeah, it's a I movie that was look. made. Yeah, yeah, it was a movie that was made. It's uh, it's like Superman three and four. Those were movies that were made. Those are movies I've seen. Those are movies I do not watch very often at all because they're not good movies. They are Superman movies that suck, and that's okay. Um. Right. You know, I now, given where, you know, given, given our reality without Chris Reeve, I'm happy to have him, you know, um, right. I'd rather have four Superman movies with him in them than only two, you know, uh, that's much, that's much more preferable, uh, as of the recording, uh, two days ago from this recording was his birthday, um, and Mark Hamill's birthday too, uh, so that's cool, you know, Mark Hamill, Chris Reeve sharing a birthday, uh, I bet they were probably about the same age too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, because yeah, no, that'd be about right. Because uh, Chris was super young when he played Superman. Do you like Superman? Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I don't, uh, I haven't seen any of the newer versions of him, never like, the Henry I, Cavill, I, right? Yeah, like I, I should watch him. I just, uh, when it comes to DC, I like
0: Batman and the ver- and his various villains, and I don't mm-hmm. really focus on anything else, don't branch out a lot. And that's fair. Uh, I I was uh, back in the comic uh, collecting heyday. DC, uh, DC was uh, I collected DC, uh, Detective Comics and Batman uh, because those are these Detective Comics is basically more Batman. Um, and so those were the two big DC properties. And then everything else was I, I collected Spider-Man, X-Men. Um, there's a lot of Marvel stuff. Uh, the right. X-Books, you know, and some of them right. I still have. Um, Well, I still have a lot of my comics, but some of them I still have in the poly bag with the collector's card that haven't been opened. And um, I had them out one day showing the kids and you know it's 30 years on; these things are barely worth what's what's printed on the cover at this point. Uh, there went my retirement fund when the comic bubble burst. Uh, right. But uh, um, the, I, I I blew my kids' mind when I opened one of them because they were like, "I wonder what card that is," and I was like, "Let's find out." <laughs> and they were like, <gasps> and "I was like, what, what, what? It's 30 years old. Right. It's never going to. It's only going to go to one of you guys. What the hell? What does it matter?" You know, right. toys need to be played with. Comics need to be read.
1: Right. <laughs> me and uh, me and my girlfriend, we went. Uh, we were in Tennessee uh, about a month ago, and we went to uh, a bunch of antique stores and we found a bunch of Star Trek action figures. Nice, like, still in the package, and uh, we bought most of them. And uh, but like, I bought a figure for five five dollars. Mm-hmm. And I peeled the new price tag off, and uh, the person had originally bought it for five ninety nine, so
0: Right. <laughs> and that's a 30-year, you know, $5 then was more. It right. depreciated.
1: Right. And uh, that's pretty common with a lot of them. They're just yeah.
0: not. It's not, they're, they mean something to us. You know, we... We weren't and we weren't informed about how part of the part of the whole collector's market is the the rarity of the item. You know, uh, Action Comics number one is fame, you know, worth four million dollars because there's like five of them (laughs) that have survived. No one
1: thought to save them at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you in 1938, you did not know Superman was going to become one of the biggest things ever made. Um, you know, and further on down the line and by the time people realized yeah, very few of those comics were left. There, I mean they were they were pulp rags, you know. Nobody right. nobody kept anything back then. You kept your national geographics. Right. But that was it. <laughs> well, hey man, I tell you what, it's been a uh, real good time getting to talk to you. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna shoot the shit about? Oh. You good? I
1: just draw a blank half the time.
0: That's all right. I'm that's start right. starting
1: the conversation.
0: <laughs> well, that's my job. My job to start yeah. the conversation. Your job to talk talk back hopefully.
1: Oh, you're very
0: good. At oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, um as I I believe there's a dinner on the cook now. So, uh I'm going to go see what uh what the wonderful Mrs. Commodore has made for my hungry belly. Mm-hmm. And oh, I you. do thank you for making the time to be here and uh we'll circle back around again. Um, maybe we can get, um, I hope to get some panels together. Uh, and if we find a topic that, uh, interests you, then uh, we can get you in on a panel. Yeah. Oh, right on. Well, thanks so much for coming to the show and, uh, listeners. Um, you know, you're always welcome, uh, to be a guest. Just hit me up via Twitter on the DM. Uh, and, uh, as you know, I'll digress with anyone. So thanks and good night.
1: Oh, yeah.